0: Tony Katz, the morning news, 93 WIBC. My name is Craig Collins filling in. AOC was out on um, uh, television, on CNN, uh, saying stuff, all kinds of things. One of the things that definitely went the most viral, uh, one of the things that had the biggest reaction was some of her response or her uh, message for uh, Clarence Thomas, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, who is a a black man. Um, AOC seems to feel as though um, some of the things that he said are things that he doesn't understand as well as she does. And uh, I'm sure there are people that are going to have a problem with that. I mean, what Justice Clarence Thomas wrote there, I believe is profoundly disrespectful um, to, to, I I just think it was profoundly disrespectful to his colleague. It includes sweeping uh, assumptions about her worldview. Whereas when you look at what, um, what the response was from Justice katanji Brown. We saw that her dissent was grounded in fact. It was grounded in the facts of the case. It did not disparage Clarence uh-huh. Thomas's uh-huh. overall worldview, but as a matter of fact, a, a, a nuanced critique of his analysis <laughs> of the facts of the case. But... I'm sorry. It was, in fact, a nuanced critique. Uh, by the way, the thing she's referencing that Clarence Thomas wrote, Uh, This is what he wrote. He said, uh, Justice Jackson uses her broad observations about statistical relationships between race and select measures of health, wealth, and well-being to label all Blacks as victims. This is Clarence Thomas's words, not mine. Her desire to do so is unfathomable to me. It is an insult to individual achievement and cancerous to young minds seeking to push through barriers. Their race is not to blame for everything, good or bad, that happens in their lives. Uh, AOC said that was profoundly insulting. As you heard her just say a second ago, and she said that Thomas essentially doesn't know what he's talking about and that Ketanji Brown Jackson is the only person who understands things correctly. Uh, There is a dangerous world that exists here, uh, especially in the world of Democrats, I think, where you decide who does and who doesn't understand something. I've said it myself. I'm, I'm willing to admit it. As a, as a white guy who's in my mid-30s, uh, there are life experiences that I don't have that other people have uh, that don't look like me or aren't uh, the same sex as me or other stuff. There's things I don't experience. There's things other people don't experience in life. I'm willing to say that out loud. It doesn't mean that my um, you know, opinion uh, needs to be absent from any conversation. I think all opinions have valuable um, uh, ads to whatever eventual world we get to. Uh, silencing people is not the right way to develop and grow as a society. That's essentially the, the reason that things like, um, you know, freedom of speech exist. At the same time, being willing to admit when you don't um, understand certain aspects of what people tell you, I think, is just uh, a valuable component to a conversation. And it's amazing that Democrats advocate for that um, quite a bit all the time, essentially, but then also pick and choose who it is that they hear stuff from and when. Uh, It is probably not a good look, to say the least. Uh, Two other quick things. Uh, One, Elon Musk tried to kill Twitter, uh, according to some people. Uh, The latest version of that was to lock all of the tweets behind a quote-unquote payroll, a paywall, uh, meaning that you could only read so many tweets and then you had to start paying money uh, to Twitter. I I think it is something that was supposed to be temporary. I don't know how much longer it's going to exist. I personally never really came across a problem of it uh, all weekend long because I'm not a, a doom scroll Twitter person uh, 24-7, but lots of people did. Actually, lots of, I think, uh, reporters and news agencies did, uh, which shows just how much they generate pretty much all of their content from Twitter, which is the, my favorite part of this problem because they're the ones that are saying that Twitter is dead, that Elon already killed it a long time ago, and everybody should just basically get off it because it's useless, uh, but apparently a whole lot of people seem to still find it very, very useful. I, I'm not advocating for rate limits on Twitter. I don't think that's a good move. Uh, I don't know if people even really care, uh, by the way, about a Twitter conversation like this. Uh, but I do think it's interesting uh, that it infected, that it impacted some and that essentially um, annoyed enough super users of Twitter uh, that they might actually wind up being the people that eventually pay Elon Musk money or just go elsewhere. Who knows? Uh, we'll see what happens there. But I thought it was interesting. And then one last thing, and I just wanted to throw this out there: uh, there are reports that Bud Light is starting to shut down production plants. I think they're shutting down one in North Carolina in Wilson, a bottling, a glass bottling factory. So the uh, Bud Light advertising campaign that was an utter disaster uh, that has caused ridiculous amounts of harm to Anheuser Busch and the uh, Bud Light company is is seeing no end in sight. Uh, the train wreck is only continuing to get worse as now production plants are getting closed. Uh, you will see over the next couple days uh, that Bud Light is essentially free a whole bunch of places. Um, I'm not really sure if in Indianapolis it quite reaches the level of free, uh, but a lot of places it's free because you can get vouchers and things to pay you back uh, for buying the product, and yet still not a whole lot of people uh, buying Bud Light in a whole lot of places um, because of how much anger existed um, uh, quite a while ago now uh, about woke advertising and how it's infected every single aspect of basically every single company in one way or another. And this was just one of the um, better pushbacks that has been seen. And certainly there have been many pushbacks and it just continues to go. And the oddest part to me about it is Bud Light hasn't done the thing that they probably uh, could do uh, to to fix this as much as possible, uh, which is have fired all those people who were responsible for the campaign in the first place. I think they still are actually on the payroll and suspended and tried to totally move on as a company. Although I wonder if that can even really happen. I don't know. Uh, but it's certainly a lesson learned for one company and maybe several others. Uh, that there's something um, possible out there as far as ramifications, just advertising uh, however you feel, uh, whether it has anything to do with your product whatsoever, anything to do with any stance your company needs to take on any issue whatsoever, anything to do with anything other than just trying to appease and and reach uh, maybe uh, younger uh, consumers by being extra woke. And actually on that woke note, I'll take a break now, but a little bit later on, I'm going to play audio from uh, Bill Maher that I think is pretty funny in just how much he complains about uh, the woke being after him and yet doesn't really mind if they stop watching Is how, after all the years that he's been so far in the left, he now seems to say that there are people too far for him, uh, which he's said for a little bit, a bit now, and I've been entertained by it for a while, but that's coming up later. Uh, first, a quick break, a lot more. Greg Collins filling in Tony Katz, the morning news. 93 W I B C.